Phantasm. Maximum Terror. That's your target audience, baby! Phantasm. You know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! What the fuck is up, and welcome to Phantasm Podcast. I am Corey Gorkreis. With me, as always, Dr. Vincent West. What's going on, man? Oh, uh, just going back here to 1989. This, this is a uh, good movie you picked out for us today, courtesy of our good friends at Tubby over there. Uh, the usual medium for us here at Phantasm. Uh Doctor, what uh, what movie do we have today? We are watching the late great Albert Pouin's Cyborg with John Claude Van Damme. Welcome to the world of the not too distant future. Get going, go! A brutal gang is reshaping the world into their own vision of hell. And only one man can stop them. Jean-Claude Van Damme is leading the battle between good and evil. Take them out. As it's never been fought before. He's on a desperate mission to rescue a cyborg who holds the secret for saving the world. Why did you help me? I don't want to see you die. From the dust of destruction rises the warrior of a new age. Say goodbye, my friend. Jean-Claude Van Damme has become the first hero of the 21st century. Cyborg. It's a classic. I watched the shit out of this movie when I was younger. Always a fun watch. It's it's just all over the place. It's, it's one of my favorite Van Damme movies for sure. It's great. Not like, you know, I don't think it's top... It might, might be top five, I, I'd say, maybe. Uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty damn good. So the official storyline here is... Uh, Gibson Rickenbacker is a hired fighter living in a plague-ravaged apocalyptic America where a plague has infested most of the United States and the rest of the world. In New York City, Gibson encounters a woman named Pearl Prophet. Pearl reveals to Gibson that she is a cyborg who is carrying vital information for a group of scientists in Atlanta, my favorite city ever, uh, who are working on a cure to the plague, and Pearl hires Gibson to escort her back to Atlanta, but Pearl is kidnapped by pirates, a murderous gang led by... Fender Tremolo, that's a <laughs> that's hilarious, uh, who wants the cure for themselves, and they decide to take Pearl to Atlanta themselves. Gibson joined by a young woman named uh, Natty Simmons, 
goes in pursuit of Fender and his gang as Gibson sets out to rescue Pearl, stop Fender and his gang from reaching Atlanta, and defeat Fender, who slaughtered Gibson's family. So a lot to take in there. Uh, yeah, this is this is a fun one. It's a good movie. You can't go wrong with the, the Van Damme. What was the last thing we did classic Phantasm like this? I can't even remember. Um... That's been a minute. When did we put it up? There's an even better question. Let me go back to our little thing here. I honestly don't know. It would, it had to have been. Let's see. The hills run red. What I'm saying though, with you know, we did something before that. I thought. No, that's the last thing we did that we have up. It's uh, February. Did we do how? Did we not ever put Howling Two up? Yeah, we did that before that one. Howling 2 was like the week before that one. I don't remember. I feel like there was something maybe we didn't put up, but maybe we did. Gosh, we just haven't done anything in that long. The fun here at Phantasm, kid, which when you can't remember shit. Nope. <clears throat> Stuck in 89, apparently, where we just uh, don't know what the fuck we did half the time. But, I mean, am I wrong, or did we, did we do something else? I it's not up if we did. I don't think we've done anything else. I can't remember. Well, kids, if we ever do, we'll find it. Anyway, uh, gradu- good to be back. Graduation day? Did we never put that up? Poltergeist 3, we have that up. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think they're both up. I mean, I'm only looking at what's on my computer here, but... I don't know. <clears throat> Let's see. Howling 2... Poltergeist 3 is up. That was fun. Yeah. Graduation Day is up, and Poltergeist 3 is up. That was our uh, Liberty Mutual Insurance special. When we we couldn't put it up because I was on a rant or something. Yeah, Yeah, we have a lot of those folks, and eventually I'll uh, put those up. You know what? Here's the beautiful thing about that. That's the beauty of we just do something different. I'm in a great mood today. Can't speak for Mr. Gorechrist. I think he might be. Oh, I'm good. I'm in a great mood. I'm totally down to do this. This is a great movie, uh, so. We're excited to be back. Um, yes, sir. Briefly, um, Corey and I, for our devoted listeners, have had a lot of derailments this year. Yeah, it's been a great year. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to go super into it, but our goal as friends is to uh, get to Disney this year hopefully so uh maybe a football game we're gonna we're gonna see what happens but we both have had some unexpected derailments more Corey than me actually amazingly this year well until the other day when uh, my <laughs> car took the bed yeah for two grand but that's always great it, it's just been it's just been weird everything's just kind of fell off uh everything's been weird we haven't seen each other in a long time uh, i've been down here in florida and doing my thing and he's been uh, up north doing his thing but the thing about it is 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 it's just been a weird year and we're going to try to be more consistent with this but it's just been crazy uh we've had some uh just pitfalls here and there and uh you know some bigger pitfalls and disappointments maybe for both of us more some than others you know just on different shit and beyond but we're still here we're still going and uh I hope you guys like the new Facebook page. That is my fault. I 911 code it, but it's there. <laughs> do do you want to go into the story of I've that? Been whoring, hey, I've been whoring the hell out of it, haven't I? Haven't you seen all the new lines yeah. there? I'm uh, whoring it. Do you want to go into the story about that? 
About what? About the Facebook page. To what degree? I'm kind of confused on. I don't know because it was just kind of we just kind of like booted no, it. No, I don't really one. want to explain that. That's a personal thing. Okay. Uh, well, if none of you noticed, we do have a new Facebook page. So if you're listening, you're okay. like, "What the fuck happened? I don't see Phantasm anymore." Well, there is a new page, and it's the same name as the last one. So if you just look up, uh, except if you look it up as a URL, I had to change it. So now it's the Phantasm Podcast. So if you go to Facebook.com/slash the Phantasm Podcast, you will find our new page. Because uh, we couldn't use it, the other one, which was just Phantasm Podcast, because that one, the other one still technically exists until a certain amount of time to where we're allowed to use it again. So, uh, yeah. It's us. Yeah. So, The Phantasm Podcast. So, if you look that we up, love, it's us. And honestly, I think it has a nice new sheen to it. Uh, it does. I, you know, I've been I've been whoring it out, kids. So please, if you if you're listening to this, please go check it out. Um, uh, you know, feel free to add me. Look up Ronnie Dio. You'll see in parentheses Doctor Vincent West. Feel free to send me uh, a friend request. What do you want to do? I have an questions, fun answers, anything you want to do. Add, add, add. Oh, I'm sorry. Add, add. Easy fix. I will pause it on John Claude's face. I'm, I'm at seven. I'm at seven fifteen. Oh, that's okay. It's fine. Uh, no biggie. Uh, it's, sorry, I'll keep talking. Going. You watch your ad. I'm going to diarrhea the mouth until you tell me to stop. Okay. Well, it's about Check it. This the is the only It's ad. beautiful. All the other social media stuff's the same. None of the places you would listen to Fantasm okay. change. I'm back. Um, okay. And just let me know which you're, when you're at 726. I am there right now. Sorry, and, folks. Yeah. Thank you, guys, and go check it out. Give us a like. Give us a follow. If you don't want to like it, just follow it. If you want to just go in there and check out what we're doing, go ahead. I try to keep it up to date every day. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not promoting as much stuff as I was before, and, and I'm sorry about that. There's going to be less humor. I'm just promoting what we do. Yeah. Um, I'm, not in, I'm not doing it at this point, and I don't, I don't want to speak for Corey, but Feel free to say yes or no with me on this. I'm not here to help anybody but us. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And the people that help us, if you've helped us, obviously we're going to help you out. I'm very happy to announce uh, when you listen to this, my interview uh, with the 69 Eyes vocalist, Yuri, he came back on, uh, promote their new album. It comes out tomorrow, April 22nd. Uh, we did the interview today, which was weird because it's Hitler's birthday. I'm sure he was thrilled because he's Jewish and Finnish. I'm sure huh. Corey's thrilled because he's Jewish. Yeah, but we right. did. We did the interview. It's a great interview, something positive on a very negative day uh, when Satan was unleashed into this planet. But, yeah. Um, yeah, great interview. Hope you guys dig it. Uh, we got Craig LeCicero coming up from Forbidden. I'm doing what I can to kind of keep that stuff rolling. Uh, Corey's got a couple things in his basket. I'll let you let him surprise you with those. Do what we can. I've been trying to get some good stuff. Uh potentially have lost one guy that I've been working with for years with Corey and on. We just, I don't know what's going on with that, but, nah, but anyway, but yeah, the stuff's there. There's lots of good stuff. Go check it out. Haven't really been doing much godless stuff recently. Everything's just going to our main brand. Uh, if the hairband stuff throws some of you guys, uh, I'm into that stuff. If you're not into it, just don't listen to it. Go listen to the overkill interview. Go listen to the stuff. Some of the stuff Corey's got coming for you. Well, it's uh, also, you know, but, it's, it's kind of our way too of not not intentionally, but if you like the horror kind of aspect of what we do sometimes, then you know that the hair metal and the eighty stuff definitely complement that. And people that like horror 
I don't know how they don't like that style of music. Also, it kind of goes hand in hand, you know, like it really does. Whereas, you know, we always thought death metal and stuff like that also go hand in hand with it, but in in our own way and not in a way that uh, in a way that you and I cultivated, not right, anybody else. Not a way so, other yeah. people copied or thought of first, but you know what I mean. Uh, hair metal definitely goes more along with it because we watch a lot of 80s shit and a lot of that music is yes, rem- reminiscent of the time and of the movies themselves and the soundtrack. So uh, this movie took a crazy turn. There's just people cutting heads off. and uh, this So one- here's, a, here's a weird, fun Dr. Vincent West fact, and this is not looked up off the internet. I just noticed because I love this movie. The main villain in this movie, and feel free to double check this, kids at home. Uh, Corey, you're feel free to do it. The main villain guy right there is in Point Break. Huh? He sure as hell is. He's one of the surfer criminals that's not part of Bodie, aka Patrick Swayze's gang. Right. He's part of the Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers gang. Ah, okay. He's the one with the jerry curl on the beach. That is straight up. <laughs> So pretty fun. You guys like Keanu Reeves. That's fine. If you like John Wick, teach their own. I think it's okay. If I'm watching Keanu Reeves, I'm watching Point Break. Hell yeah. You know, that's Keanu Reeves to me. Good stuff. That and a weird movie he did called Moan Private Idaho and another weird movie he did called River's Edge. But anyway, that's my Keanu Reeves stuff in all. Uh, But yeah. This is a great movie. I think this is a beautiful print of this. I'm hoping they put this out in 4K. It's not been put out in 4K yet, but Scream Factory a few years ago put out a really nice collector's edition of this inside of print. They did, yeah. Um, that I have. Which but, I think uh, I think they'll release a 4K of it soon because they're re-releasing most of their shit in 4K now. So it's, that's why I've kind of halted on buying their Blu-rays because they're just going to put out in 4K now. So. I'll tell you what's really funny. And, and we'll just go ahead and do this today on the podcast. Uh, Corey's birthday present is a reissue from Screen Factory. Oh, okay. I haven't had the money to do my co-host right for a long time, but he's getting Motel Hell in 4K for his birthday. Oh, hell yeah, dude. One of Corey's favorite horror films. If y'all don't yes. know that if you've never seen it, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but that's his that's his birthday present. So happy early birthday! Well, thank you, dude. That's that's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah the they, same day creep show comes out in 4K, and I'm buying that for myself. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and when Me we, or shit. Yeah, when we did watch Motel Hell, if I'm not mistaken, that is like a joint interview episode we did. We had uh, Terrence. On I don't have a fucking. I don't have a fucking clue what we did that for. Terrence for suffocation, and then I also put the barbecue stuff I did on there as well. Really? Is that the same thing? Oh, yeah, cool. I think that was that episode. So go check it out. It's one of our old episodes, one of our earlier interviews. Uh, also, uh, kind of joined it. You know, I went to barbecue, and uh, the doctor went to Summer Slaughter, and then I did all that stuff. He did all that. We Back com- in the good old days, years yeah, ago, we combined the interviews together and put them on that one. It was like a summer episode we did, so it was a lot of fun. Um, had a good theme to it. Motel Hell is a lot of fun to watch. It's goofy. It's cheesy. So yeah, that's awesome. Uh, go back and check out that some. That was a really shit. bad wig on Van Damme right there too. Oh yeah, he looks like fucking. He thinks he's Thomas Jefferson. It's like Thomas Jefferson wig from Spirit <laughs> Halloween. That's what he's wearing. <laughs> God, <laughs> Lord. 
I mean, I love Van. I'm a huge fan of Van. I forgot that's a bad. That's a yeah, bad that, wig. That's a that's a Van wig. <laughs> that's what that is. You know, you know what? You know what he is. He's wearing. He's wearing. He's wearing fucking. Uh, he's either wearing Paul Stanley or fucking uh, Brett Michaels wig right there. Yeah, that's a Michael. Or Joe wig. Elliott from fucking Def Leppard. <laughs> it's just called eighties. It's an eighties rocker wig. It, it is. <laughs> He's like, hey, I've got a lot of people to perform in front of night. Can I use your wig? <laughs> I'm going to hall. I'm going to Halloween Store Plus. <laughs> Let's get that '80s rocker wig for you. <laughs> got that wig? Look at it. <laughs> it's bad. It, it is bad. Either that or it's a pirate wig. I don't know. It looks like all kinds of. You things. You know what I think? You know what it really looks like? Honestly, I mean, it's it, this is really. You're gonna pee your pants when I say this. That looks like a fucking Johnny Rico wig from fucking uh, <laughs> that Tarzan movie yeah, that I like that he did. It does, yeah. That's what I was thinking. He which looks was, like which was a wig, by the way. He looks uh, like Casper Van Dien with Legend that wig of Tarzan, Casper Van Dien. You guys want to yeah. watch a horrifically movie, a horrific movie that I love? <laughs> Corey's favorite movie makes sense. Casper Van Dien, Starship Troopers. What's mine? Legend of Tarzan. One of the worst wigs in cinema history, and I love it. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, that's pretty What's, bad. You that's know bad what the nightmare is you're waking up from, honey? <laughs> Seeing his wig. That's <laughs> <laughs> wig. Oh, true story. I, I, I'm, I've probably done this in the past. If we ever do any video shooting, one thing we're wanting to do is Doctor Doctor West visits the wigs of the famous. I'm going to jump up on stage at <laughs> a poison show. Take Brett Michaels' wig. Def Leppard show, grab Joe Elliott's wig. Kiss show, grab Gene and Paul's wig. Um, anybody, you know, it's time to have that wig taken off. You know, <laughs> any of your classic rock bands, you're you're rocking out with your husband, boyfriend, you know, rubbing his beer gut, rubbing his nuts, <laughs> and then you're seeing Doctor West up up on the stage and take that wig. <laughs> we need to have the Phantasm Wig Museum. It, dude, you read my mind. Instead of a House of Wax museum for Doctor West, it's a House of House of Rock wig. It's just called Doctor West House of Wig. <laughs> there it is. It's not even plural. It's just House yeah. of Wig. <laughs> right. And and live every day we have Finland's own wigwam playing. Yep. <laughs> uh, that we're all we're all just we're all about the wigs. God, that'd be so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you though, man. If you guys have not, if you're listening to this podcast, go. Even if you don't like them, go Google a current photo of Joe Elliott. That is a serious wig. Yeah. I mean, it is a fucking wig. <laughs> because I guarantee, if I pull that off, he's Captain Picard. Yep. You're rocking that Jean Luc, baby. You're rocking that fucking straight up bald. <laughs> you're as bald as a baby's ass. Yeah. Which is fine, you know. It's like just be yes, be fine. bald, it's like, dude. Why why are you wearing a fucking? Why are you wearing a, a goddamn? You know, uh, the top wig. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so much, yeah. It's I don't get it because you could. It looks so much worse because it's never even like on like the right part of their head. It's like tilted a little bit, so the bangs are. In the wrong spot. It's like, dude, that's that's a straight up wig, dude. It is. Like if I'm it, not saying to be mean. It's just the truth. You know. I mean, if you know, it's just, and I'm not again. It, it's just, it's silly when you're wearing a Liza Minnelli wig and Def Leppard. 
You know, Liza Minnelli's a great actress, you know, but, you know, it, it just don't look right on Joe Elliott up there going, bring on the hot beer. You know, it's, just, it's like, dude, you, you need the you need the fucking wig removal. Mm-hmm. You know, the wig of ages. I'm, I'm telling you, man, there, there's some there's some real bad ones, too. It's like, God, I'm not wig of ages. I mean, yeah, wig of ages. <laughs> I mean, it's just. <laughs> oh, shit. I, like I mean, it, re- it really did. It looked like this lady that I used to work with at a call center. It's just like, where did you pick up this wig from? <laughs> you know. Oh, they go to like Party City and get one. I know one thing. The girl that's with him right now, she's got them dick sucking wheels. Yeah. Look, she does. She wants that mushroom head in her mouth. <laughs> she's like, you, don't, she's you can't leave dick sucking wheels. <laughs> you can lift the wig on. Yeah, yeah. Put your wig back on. I, I put, won't pretend you left that. I actually like the wig. It turns me on. Yep. Uh, let's look up some trivia here while we're. Doing this, I love this director. This guy was like the king of the B movie. Yeah, Albert Pune, rest in peace. He died back in November of last year. Love this guy, and I know it's weird, but it's like if you're a fan of cult movies, you gotta you gotta love this guy, man. He did the Sword and the Sorcerer, which is a beautiful 4K disc that that Scream Factory put out, which I do not possess, sadly. But um, this is a great director. Before we get to him, we'll, we'll see. Uh, oh, wow. This is the first little tidbit of it. It says, Jean-Claude Van Damme accidentally wounded Jackson Rock Pickney's eye during a sword fight scene, permanently blinding him in that eye. He took Van Damme to court and eventually won a settlement. So that's, oh, my God. Yeah, that's awful. Uh, that's the guy from Point Break? Yeah. Uh, that's it is horrible. Uh, this was the last official theatrical release for Canon Films after going bankrupt in 1987. So this is a pretty good swan song, I'd say, for them. It's one of their best. Uh, the film was conceived to use the costumes and set builds for a Masters of the Universe sequel and a live-action Spider-Man film. Albert Pion planned to shoot both projects simultaneously. Canon Films had to cancel deals with Mattel and Marvel because of their financial troubles, and they needed to recoup the money. Uh spent on both projects. Piyun created the script film script under the pseudonym of Kitty Calmers using two previous scripts, Johnny Guitar and Alex Rain. Some ah. network television channels still give the film's title as Masters of the Universe 2 Cyborg, leading people to think it's a sequel. That's very interesting that we could have had a uh, Albert Piyun Spider-Man movie in the 80s. Um, fucking love it, man. Jean-Claude Van Damme re-edited the film much as he did with Bloodsport to make the fight scenes more exciting and trim down the drama. Van Damme spent two months editing the film. He would do the same on Hard Target. That's how much of a badass and perfectionist that Van Damme is. Dude, and see, I'm gonna, I wanna, can I, can I just say something real brief? Gets no credit. I wanna tell you guys somebody that I love Corey knows that I do, and then we're, this is you made me think of it saying this, and I hope it's okay. If I just take a brief little second to say this. Go for it. Does anybody out there realize what a genius Sylvester Stallone is? Oh, I love him. He fucking directed fucking Rocky Two and edited it. Yeah, as a nobody, as a nobody. Yeah, 
He wrote Rocky, but he wrote and directed two. Yeah. He wrote and directed four. The, the man gets no fucking credit. Everyone's like, oh, he's a what? No, he's a fucking genius is what he is. Um, and by the way, remind me next time you and I hang out, I'll bring the Rocky 4K set over. It's goddamn gorgeous. Yeah, I want to see it. It makes my dick hard. And there's a director's cut of something he re-edited of part four. Retitled it Rocky versus Drago. And it's huh. goddamn got like 30 extra minutes. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Anyway, I, I just look. Clint Eastwood, same kind of thing. That guy's, a, that guy's like a million years old and he is still writing and directing movies. Yeah. I love that. I love that, what you just said. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent about Sloan and Clint, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's cool. Credit where credit's due. Um, P.U.N.'s original cut of Cyborg was much more stylized. It was in black and white, had a rock score, had more violence, and had all the Jean-Claude Van Damme's dialogue, including extensive narration dubbed by another actor. It was much more dark, violent, and cynical. Canon held a test screening of this version for a small audience, and they hated it. <coughs> Only one out of uh, one out of 100 people surveyed like the film. Due to this, Albert P.U.N. was kicked off the film, and Van Damme convinced producers... Um, Golan and Globus to instead let him and his producer friend Sheldon Ledich edit the film as he had done with Bloodsport and asked them for two months. Cyborg was finally released two months later, then started a trend where virtually every movie of peons, the next 12 or 13, was taken away from him by the studio on recut. Uh, That's crazy. <laughs> the MPA originally gave the film an X rating. Numerous cuts got an R rating, including a good deal of blood uh, and the village, a massacre... And one character's death scene. Uh, Albert Pion is currently developing a prequel to this film, which obviously is not now. Uh, oh, but it still may get dropped because apparently he was doing it. Which originally titled Cyborg Rise of the Slingers before the title was changed to Cyborg Nemesis. The film which takes place before Cyborg details the formation of the Slingers after the plague brought about the fall of civilization and the pirates began terrorizing the survivors and the Slingers are organized to deal with them. The budget, including Jean-Claude Van Damme's salary, was $500,000. The studio had already spent $2 million on the project design, costumes, and miscellaneous prep work on the aborted projects Master of the Universe 2 and Spider-Man. Uh, so that's pretty crazy that they that's all they had to make this. It's a better movie because of it, in my opinion. Uh, in 2011, Kernan Pictures got hold of the missing tapes, the original <laughs> cut of the film, through Tony Rip, uh, Ripperetti, Albert Puyan's original choice for score artist. This director's cut features Pion's editing and previously unreleased scenes. It is commercially available through the director himself. Pion's director's cut was released in 2014 in Germany with the film's original title, Slinger. So that's pretty cool. That's crazy. I've never even seen that. I for sure for those pleasure seekers, uh, which I want to watch it myself. It's dope. Uh, after the success of Bloodsport, Canon Films offered Jean-Claude Van Damme the lead role in Delta Force 2, The Columbian Connection, American Ninja 3, Blood Hunt, uh, or this film. He chose the latter and later admitted, I didn't like the film so much. Uh, Albert. He likes, this, he likes this movie now. Yeah. Uh, but I think when he made this, you've got to realize, though, he, he was coming off, if I'm not mistaken, you can double check me on this. He should have been coming off Kickboxer. Yeah. And Kickboxer and Bloodsport are hard to beat. Those yeah. are good movies. Especially goddamn Bloodsport. Oh, yeah. Bloodsport. If anybody listening to this right now has not seen that, just mm. go watch it. Drink a drink a six pack, 
smoke a spliff, <laughs> do a couple lines, whatever it is you do in your personal life, none of my goddamn business. Watch blood sport. It's a lot of fun. And it's where Ed Boone and the Tobias cat from mortal Kombat came up with mortal Kombat, And that's a fact. Hell yeah. Um, when Fender steals the boat he takes to Charleston, he declares that he can't swim and hates water. Uh, Vincent Klein is a professional surfer, so that's kind of funny. Um, Wait, that's the dude from Point Break. Yeah. Uh, the original theatrical version does not explain what slingers are, and the director's cut the opening crawl defines slingers as hired warriors who safely escort people out of cities to protect them from pirates. Um, Vincent Klein once recalled that because of the low budget of the film that only two pairs... <laughs> Of contact lenses were made for his character. He would go on to say that he lost the first pair in an unspecified early scene, and then later, while filming the final fight scene, he had thought he had lost the other. Um, filming had immediately stopped the crew to try to find them, which allowed Klein to return to the dressing trailer. There, he discovered that the lenses actually shifted above his eye from all the smoke, dirt, and high winds of the final scene being filmed was causing him to blink uncontrollably. By blinking again in his trailer, he was able to move the lenses back down, and filming resumed. So, crazy. Uh, a film had limited cast. Almost everyone aside from the leads plays multiple roles, roles, usually henchmen. I love his little mini Gatling gun here. It's pretty cool. Um, oh, yeah, dude. <clears throat> this movie... This movie for me, <clears throat> if I can get a bit nostalgic, I remember going to the theater... Growing up with my uncle on the weekends to watch a rated R movie I wasn't supposed to see. Mm. I would walk into that school Monday morning and people were like, oh man, man, Vincent saw fucking Cyborg, man. You know, or Vincent saw fucking Terminator or Vincent saw, you know, yeah. it was nice. And of course I watched this shit. And the great thing is, is thanks to my amazing mom, uh, she would rent this stuff for me so I could watch it a thousand times on videotape over my summer vacation. There you go. This is a movie that I have owned in every fucking format that it has ever existed on. VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, and hopefully soon 4K. I even had a laser disc of this motherfucker. I mean, this movie is just fun. I like post-apocalyptic stuff. If you ever yeah. listen to Phantasm, y'all know I'm a big Mad Max fan. Oh, yeah. All of it. You know, but you, you really can't go wrong with this movie. This movie's just fun. Oof. Good Lord. Yeah. You just, you just shit the oh, bed. Oh, you want to hear the biggest shock of the night, kids? I still have not had a fucking commercial. Yeah, I've had one so far, so hopefully what, what have I done right? Man, look at them dick-sucking yeah. wheels. I don't know. She's like, I liked it how you pushed him down. The, she pushed him down the shaft. Uh, the script was written with the idea of Chuck Norris playing the lead. Producers... Golan and Globus oh, God, <laughs> yeah, convinced Puya to cast Jean-Claude Van Damme instead after his success in Bloodsport. Um, now, I do want to go back to something. Van Damme in Delta Force 2, awesome. Yeah, it is good. Instead of Chuck Norris, awesome. And Van Damme... Van Damme, I still haven't had one. Van Damme in a fucking American Ninja movie, awesome. This is awesome, yeah. It's about to be over. That was... Okay. All right. I'm good. Are they at the beach? Yes, they're at the beach. Uh, so, I'm at 126. Yeah, I'm in the same place. 
Um, so Terry Batson, who I'm assuming is her, uh, naturally speaks with naturally speaks with a North Carolina accent, Vincent's favorite, uh, and recorded all of her lines in the movie without altering it. She then had no idea that her voice was going to be dubbed over in the final cut of the movie. Oh, Holy shit. Jesus! Not about that. Well, we got the 29 minutes and 28 seconds. Mister Skinless is always here for you. And you got some side boob and butt action, Terry Batson. I thought we were about to get a Van Damme. Yeah, I thought we were about to get a Van Damme wiener. He's keeping his shit on. That's good. Keep that cyborg in there. Uh, Yeah, she had no idea her voice was going to be dubbed for the movie. Probably. Uh, And only found out when she and her friends and family saw it together in the theaters for the first time that her voice was dubbed over. So that's pretty funny. Um Method Man sampled most of Fender's opening words as the opening lyrics in the song Judgment Day from his, awesome. from his 1998 album T-Call 2000 Judgment Day. The lyrics are slightly modified. The intro is also in the opening song World Domination by the death metal band Mortician. Uh, the intro of Fender talking about death and starvation is thought as the official opening of metal band Chimera's song Resurrection. It is often played at live shows as an, as an intro. The same intro is also played by the beginning of a song by Australian Christian Gore grindcore band, Vomitorial Corpulence. So that's a little death metal trivia. Thank you, whoever made that a thing on IMDb. Good for you. Adding some Method Man and, and Mortician. That's pretty good shit. Uh, okay. Some New, York, some New York goodness there. <clears throat> there you go. There's more titty action here. You just keep it out for twenty nine minutes. You're gonna you're gonna see some good stuff. Yes. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. I felt this is Van Dam. I felt cold. I felt hot. I felt scared. I didn't feel like male or female. I didn't even feel like myself. Van Dam started binging cocaine during <laughs> the filming of Hard Target. Huh. He continued to use cocaine through Tom Cop, Sudden Death, Street Fighter. Listen to this quote. Street Fighter's Street a notorious Fighter, one. Street, Street Fighter, don't even remember making the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Bless. So, yeah, and I, I had told people this for years, and here's another interesting thing about him, and I still love him regardless. Apparently, he used to injure a lot of his, like, stunt people. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure because he was coked out. Because he, because, well, he was just too rough. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm trying to tell everybody, Lionheart was the last movie before he got on the internet on it, rare. He got on the cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> on the rare. Yep, on the little air clapped in there. Yeah. <laughs> he don't lie. He don't lie. He's making hard target cocaine. <laughs> um. But see, Universal, a lot of people don't know this. The Universal deal, which was Hard Target. These are not in order. I'm going to do the best I can. Hard Target, Street Fighter, Sudden Death, Tom Cop. Uh, which is my the favorite. The one with Roger Moore. I can't, the Quest. Yeah, the Quest. Um, all that shit. He was coked out of his fucking gourd. Yeah. And if you don't believe me, if if you'll look... He, he, even in those movies, he looks like he is just, like, out of his mind. Oh, uh, Street Fighter was notoriously bad for him because it was so noticeable. 
Isn't he guile in that movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I like that movie. Everybody makes fun of me for it. It's good. I, I love, uh, what's his name? Raul is um, Bison. That was oh, awesome. Raul Julia? Yeah, yeah it's great. Um, Raul Julia was great anyway. Yeah, he's awesome. He was a great Bison. Some more titties there. 33 minutes, 20 seconds. I don't know who that is, but there's some. Is that a pity corpse? Slave, slave titties. Um, slave pity corpse. Yeah, there we go. Let's see. Uh, Albert Puyan wrote the character of Gibson Rickenbacker for Chuck Norris. Jean-Claude Van Damme got the part after he demonstrated a spinning split kick. That's all it took, folks. Here's, here's, the, here's the reality of this. I want to I want to run with some of that just briefly. I, I, this movie would be god-awful with Chuck in it. I know. It's just, he's and not. I love Chuck. I love Chuck. You guys have never seen Good Guys Wear Black or the octagon, or Missing in Action. Chuck Norris has done some great movies. We did Missing in Action on here, I think. Didn't we do Missing in Action on here? Yes, we did. So the point I'm trying to make is, is that he would have been god-awful in this. Like, it would have been really bad. Oh, I'm sure. Like, really, really, really bad. Cyborg is shot entire. I love, I love Chuck Norris, but Chuck Norris would not be good in this. Would Van no. Damme be good in Delta Force Two? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is actually weird. It says this is like the last one. I'll I'll read on here. The other ones are kind of. No man, read whatever you want. I'm into this. Well, the, I'm, I'm learning about shit. I don't know. Well, the, you know that uh, the thing about IMDb, a lot of it gets kind of repetitive, where people keep repeating the same shit that's already been posted on here. So right. this is the last like good. Um, tidbit. Well, there, there's two of them. Here's one. It said, Cyborg is shot entirely on the set of a game show, The Crystal Maze. Really? Yeah, that's what it says. Uh, according to Albert... Where was this shot at, physically? I'm about to find out. Uh, according to Albert Pian in an interview, Albert Pian originally envisioned the film to be a National Guardsman trying to get back home to his family in Atlanta in the post-apocalypse. Well, that wasn't too, Interesting. Wasn't too far from it. Uh, let's see. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. No shit. Yep. And Arizona. There's some in, yeah. The Domes, Casa Grande, Arizona. Uh, Davis Mothin Air Force Base, Tucson. Uh, Imperial County, California. A lot of it. A lot of Arizona. A lot of North Carolina. So a little bit of both. Okay, I have an ad in eight, seven... Six, five, four, three, two, one, add. Okay, pause. Pause at 3603. Ocean spray. Uh, urinary tract infection? Ocean spray. Ancient antioxidant? Ocean spray. Ocean spray. Available now. And it's got a bunch of African American people drinking it. I don't know why. Maybe they need urinary <laughs> help. I don't know. It should be, it should show a glass of me and Corey drinking it. But anyway. Right. Um, I agree. What will we do with all that power, Corey Gore Christ? Ocean spray. We can do a lot with that power. Okay, and I am back. All right, 3603. Uh, it's, it's Dick sucking Leops and him staring off at a boat. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Um, but yeah, good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, so Albert Pion, to go with him a little bit, and I know this is one of the Doctor's favorite movies, uh, 
His first film was The Sword and the Sorcerer, which is on, I think, Peacock right now. Actually, it's on here. Maybe it's here. Um, it is here, because I saw it earlier. Uh, Peon, it led to Peon being attached to various large sci-fi projects, including Total Recall, which he didn't end up directing that famously, but he was originally attached to it. Uh, and Dangerously Close, <laughs> Vicious Leops, Alien from L.A., Journey to the Center of the Earth in 1988. And then the 90s proved to be an even more prolific decade with P. Young directing a further 24 films notable throughout these years. Captain America, uh, did the Nemesis movies, Kickboxer 2, Death Angel, which I love, Knight Riders, uh, yeah, a bunch of stuff. Oh. His work with Charles Band's Full Moon Pictures saw him direct Dollman and Arcade, both of which continue to hold a strong cult following. Weird. And as you all know, which we used to do, which we don't really do it much anymore, but um, if you are a, a, a ding-dong on one of our interviews, sometimes we will choose to still use the interview anyway, but you'll get a Charles Band film as punishment. So uh, it's called the, the Charles Band Treatment. We haven't really had to do that yet, but uh, it's there for if... if Certain bands or guests or whoever end up being fucking dildos on on the podcast, then you know we'll still use it for for promotion, but we'll just we'll, we'll put them with a Charles Band film, like a really bad one, like Evil Bong Four or something. What are we talking about? The Charles Band treatment. You don't remember that? Oh yeah. You know there. We've never had to do it, but it's it's there in case. It's like it's like our. In case of fire, break the glass kind of thing. It is. It is, yes. And you came up with that. You deserve all the credit for that, too. It's pretty funny. Yeah, the Charles Band treatment. You know, you get like uh, Ginger Dead Man 3, or you just get something really bad, bottom of the barrel, which isn't hard to find on uh, Charles Band stuff. But, you know, some of his stuff's all right. Hey, you ready, you ready to crack up? Yeah. He never uses that gun in this movie. I know. He used it like once. He did use it one time. Well, he'll shoot like a tiny like pea shooter out of it, but most yeah. of the time he's bloody kicking the shit out of people like this guy. Well, that's what we want to see, you know. This guy with the David Bowie wigs must get kicked in the face. <laughs> his fucking, his like umpire. He's like dance, umpire magic, armor. Dance. And this is what I think <laughs> of that dance magic dance. Suck it, Bowie. Yep. <laughs> Bad David Bowie wig. It's You're a horrible to get one. It's like that. Oof. Told there you go. There's that spin kick. Just kicked his fucking teeth out of his head. And now and I'm going to kick you into oblivion. Right into an old ass propane tank. There's no way that that works. Oh, and then does it again. Yeah. You Ooh, get the throat crushed. Crushes his larynx there. Ooh, did you see the knife block while in split form? Yeah. There we go. What kind of wig is that? He's got the he's got the Oriental warrior wig from from uh from <laughs> from Party City. Because <laughs> they can't be, they can't say like samurai sometimes. So he's put Oriental Warrior wig. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, he looks like a real piece of work. I was I was gonna say deathcore vocalist wig, but you know whatever. That's a good one too. Yeah. Now it needs to be shorter. Oh, did he go. actually have a mullet in the back? I yeah, he's tell. got the back mullet. Yep. Yeah. I love I love the pirates though. They look so awesome. They did a really good job for just making some like crazy batshit characters. In well, this. they're getting a spear gun. That's they a are. spear now. 
an old Vincent Klein over here, which is crazy. We're about to see his eye get taken out. Uh, he's got the <laughs> he's got the Earth, Wind, and Fire wig. This shouldn't be the eyeball. We're not that far into this. Yeah, I might. I guess it's the final final fight scene they do. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> he's got the Earth, Wind, and Fire wig on. Yes, he does. Or the Funkadelic yeah. wig. And I'm telling you, you can double check me. He's in Point Break. He's he's badass in this movie. I love it. He's great in Point Break. Like I actually wish Neca would do a figure of him because he looks awesome. He'd be a really cool like figure. The guy attacking Van Dam right now. You know who it looks like? Who? I can't remember his name. He was, oh God, I'm messing up my own joke. He looks like Ultimo Warrior from fucking WCW. <laughs> Ultimo Dragon? <laughs> That's it. I loved Ultimo Dragon, man. That, that poor motherfucker, every time I would go to watch Nitro, it's like, goddamn, why do, every time I walk in here, it's like, Ultimo Dragon's taking on Ric Flair. It's like, funny, funny story about Ultimo Dragon. So he was one of my favorite wrestlers in WCW. Really? That's and, so uh, weird. That was my favorite submission of all time and still is besides Dean Malenko's Texas Cloverleaf is the Dragon Sleeper. And I put, really? I put this fucking kid Gus in it and made him cry, and then I punched his... Uh, bottom lip up into his buck teeth and made him bleed because he was uh making fun of my friend's sister who i had a crush on oh there's the wig yeah no, there's the wig so yeah in the middle of in the little <laughs> in the middle of my friend's <laughs> in the middle of my friend's yard people were driving by in upstate new york and i had this kid in a dragon sleeper Brad Michael's wig, there's nothing more to say <laughs> <laughs> wigs jitter bop <laughs> that's a pretty bad one too right there look at all those extensions looks like a fucking like poodle butt can I make a really tasteless joke it looks like winter Tennis. oof do you like bad. that that's pretty bad <laughs> doesn't this look great doesn't it look <laughs> awesome looks like a poodle butt I like how the flashbacks are like the super wig and then oh know, yeah he's got his real hair here so it'd be weird if you had that wig the whole time. I couldn't. It probably wouldn't. It would be hard to watch. And I, it's funny though when it goes in and out. Oh yeah. Every time he does it, I'm gonna do the Brett Michaels on it. <laughs> Every wig's got some hair. You know what else he looks like? And going back to Casper Van Dien, because he kind of looks like Casper Van Dien with that wig on anyway. Oh, here's Alice Cooper. No, that's V. Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we're not going to yeah. take Van Damme. No, we're not going to take Van Damme. <laughs> Jeez. That's his actual hair. He's got like the, he's got the hair and everything. Oh my God. But no, if, if you've ever seen the. It does. It's fucking, it's, it's dark headed D Snyder. It's gothic D Snyder. Yeah. yeah it's strange land D Snyder. There you go. If, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, if you've seen the the Sleepy Hollow movie, like the Tim Burton one with Casper Van Dien, yeah. where he plays Brom Bones or whatever, that's exactly what he looks like in those scenes. Like he's got the same wig, like the because Casper Van Dien has a bad wig in that movie. It looks just like that one. It's probably his. It's like here, man, you can borrow my wig for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you borrow the Van Dien wig. Oh, there he is. He's about to shoot his weapon. Oh, look, and it just goes beep. He's shooting it like a fucking. 
It's like, yeah, like a straight shooter. It's weird. That looks like Weird Al Yankovic is who that looks like. Weird Al Snodder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Weird Al on, on D. Snodder roids. Yeah, that's pretty bad. He's like, you know I'm built. I'm built. <laughs> bad hair day, that's for sure. Yeah. So his old bitch killed his new bitch. That's that's never fun. I killed your bitch. He was like, uh, hey. See, I would love to know where they shot all this. I would love to still hang out in that ruin. It's pretty dope. This is probably North Carolina. Like, I guess, you know, all the deserty looking shit makes sense for Arizona. But. Look, he's like, you know, every time I've made love to her at a campfire, I've been thinking I'm making love to you when we used to make love. That's what happened. That that, that little Dean. that little love scene while he was porking her, he was thinking about porking that other chick instead. Snodder. Yep. He's like, I got a mop, mop. <laughs> I wear a mop, mop. So who is he carrying? Is he carrying dick sucking leels? Yeah, he is. Yeah, because his 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 ex lover came over there and, and socked her one and now he's trying to escape with her he's like you should come with me too then I can have both of you he's like well y'all can have fucking hot hot nasty girl on girl action <laughs> and she could take off the back of your cyborg head and, and guess what if you stay with me for a few extra years you can have my cocaine cock <laughs> you can watch me try to get it up for 35 minutes <laughs> see here's a, here's a true story Every time that you've ever told me in your personal life that you've touched the cocaine, the cocaine. I, can, I can't stop laughing because I just immediately imagine you. Are you ready? I've never told. So Corey's never heard this joke. <laughs> but every time you've ever told me you've been on it, I just imagine you as Mark Wahlberg when he's fallen apart, strung out on it in fucking Boogie Nights where he's like... <laughs> Guess what, Jack? I said, it's my big dick. It's time to fuck. I want to fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Where yeah. he's like coked out of his mind. Yeah. And he can't get hard. Is that a real thing? You can't get a boner on cocaine? I've never had an issue with it. Interesting. Some people do. You should have been in Boogie Knots. You could have you you been the stunt cock. That's right. Stunt cock. You know what part I'm talking about, though? Yeah. Okay, Big Lips is uh, Deborah Richter. Let's see who that is. Not Babson, who is uh, the one from... Uh, whatchamacallit? What the hell is that? There's D. Snyder. Yeah, that is D. Snyder. <clears throat> Weird Al Snyder. Weird Al Snyder. What the hell is this? Yankovic. <laughs> what is this? I'm watching them in like a, a sewer or something. I was trying to look up some she's that she's been in. Uh, oh, the chick? Yeah, she was an airwolf. Fucking awesome. One episode, but yeah. The fall guy. Does this thing what season? Um. Now it just says one episode. 
Charlie's Angels, she was on an episode. The oh, that's cool. I mean, this is all before she did this. Uh, Airwolf. Cyborg, then after that, she was in an episode of Gabriel's Fire. Then she's just been doing kind of weird short film things. But... Is she still active? She's still alive. Yeah, last time she acted was 2019, but yeah, she's still she's still kicking. That's cool, man. Oh, Debbie. So who is Terry Batson? <clears throat> she plays Mary. That's the one that had the... Who's dick-sucking Leops? That's uh, Debbie Richter. Okay. She's dick-sucking Leops. <clears throat> she does, though. <laughs> Okay, I haven't had an eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, add. All right, I'm paused on D. Snyder here. <clears throat> Work. So let's see. Uh, <laughs> get us one. Old Vincent Klein. Let's get paid now. You know, uh, Fender Tremolo here. Just to, now. Just <laughs> just now. To... With think big with DoorDash. Just so Dr. West can have this, even though he already knows. Uh, old Vincent Klein here. He went and appeared in minor roles in films like Red Surf, teaming up with George Clooney in 1990, and Point Brank, Break, going up against Patrick Swayze and Counter Reeves in 91. Yes, he did. He still got the bulk of his major roles in movies directed by Albert Pion, like Blood Match, Kickboxer 2, Dollman, Nemesis, Knights, Blast, the wrecking, crew, the wrecking Crew, Corrupt, Urban Menace, and Max Havoc, Curse of the Dragon from 2004. I'm back on. Okay. Uh, it should be them coming out of a fucking a manhole. Oh, I got an ad right when that happened. Fuck. <laughs> it's like literally right when I clicked off of it, it just went like, you're on an ad now. There is no countdown or anything. Other roles that Klein appeared in were mostly noted on-screen personalities on the Baywatch television series throughout the 1990s and 2000s, and he appeared That'd in the episode awesome. Showdown in the television series The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Uh, Which is the Bruce Campbell show. Yep. He also had a bit role in Prey of the Jaguar as a thug working for the main antagonist, Bandera. Do you see... Does he have a listing where he was on the show Pacific Blue? No, but I'm sure he was since he's a surfer guy. Uh, I swear to you, he was on that show, and I love that show. All right, now now I'm back. I'm back. They're pulling Leops out of the out of like a manhole. Yep. I think it's pronounced Clegion. It's K L Y M. It says Clegion. Whatever. Klein Clegion was born in New Zealand. His family relocated to Honolulu, Hawaii, and he attended to graduated from Aiha High School. Learned to surf in Hawaii. He went on to compete on the professional surfing circuit in only 13. Cleon uh, was a competitor in the Worldwide Surf Tour, and he was among the top five surfers in the world at the time. Pretty awesome. And he is now 62. That's awesome. He'd be somebody at a convention where I would shit. It would be awesome to meet him. Wouldn't it? It would just be cool, you know? It'd be like a cheap signer. Somebody most people knew the fuck he was. It's like... It's fucking... It'd just be cool. I'd be all about it if he was at a con. I would totally go say what's up, get a picture with him. No doubt in my mind. Fender Tremolo, man. It's good shit. Uh, you want to do uh, some 1989 action? Yeah, I think it's about time to 
cue up the chuck. We've actually gone a little over halfway through before doing it. Been having a good time. Uh, so we will take you back to 18, 1989 on this episode's Altering the Future. Altering the Future! <laughs> And I will cover the the movies here. It's a little bit job, you know, like uh, kind of jumbled now with the way Google works. But I'm just going to run through certain ones. I know we've done it a bunch, you know, listening to us this long for six years. A lot of it you're going to hear saying, God, that wig is so bad. Uh, anyway, I'll do the movies and the doctor will cover the, the music end of 1989 when this movie came out. That's a big motherfucker, though. Jesus. And I'll just go right through some here. Usually I do the horror, but I'm just going to run through. That looks like fucking uh, Rick Steiner. <laughs> he does. Oh he does. God. He looks like fucking Rick Steiner. You got Lips' titty popping out. Uh, all right, so 1989. We'll just run through the goodies here. We got Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You got Batman. You got Back to the Future Part 2, which is my favorite because of Biff Tannen. Uh, you, you, got, you got Field of Dreams. You got Star Trek. Uh, five, the final frontier. You got, you got major league. You got uh nightmare on Elm street. Part five, the dream child. You got all dogs go to heaven. It's Burt Reynolds. Goodness. Dom DeLuise, uh, dead poet society roadhouse, Leviathan twister, uh, born on the 4th of July, toxic Avenger. Part three, the last temptation of Toxie. Uh, uh, Got Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Got Warlock. Uh, movie we talked about the other day. It's one of uh, me and the Doctor's favorites. Is The Burbs. Um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, the Return of Swamp Things. Jim Wynorski film. Uh, 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 Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. It's still scares me Love to this it. day. It holds up. Deep Star Six. Uh, Kickboxer. Got Uncle Buck, um, Steel Magnolias. What else we got? Weekend at Bernie's. It's one of my favorites too. Uh, Little Mermaid. Love it. Uh, Fletch lives. While we're talking about Weird Al, because he looks like he's in this movie. You got the UHF movie, which is the Weird Al movie. Um. Here, uh, see no evil, hear no evil. Uh, out cold, little monsters. Going overboard. Uh, the wizard. Love it. Dream a little dream, which is on Tubi right now, and it's uh, a Feldman and Haim film, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Investron put it out last year on that. Oh yeah. Uh, Turner and Hooch, Lethal Weapon 2, Harlem Knights, Tango and Cash. Uh, there's got to be more horrors here. Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. Uh, Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. I'll defend that movie till I'm dead. Uh, which one? Oh, Manhattan's great. Oh, yeah. Shocker. Uh, the Horror Show, which is another one we've done on here. It's amazing. Got all Brian James action. Yes, it is. Intruder, Silent Night, Deadly Night 3, Better Watch Out. Uh, when Harry Met Sally. That's a terrible movie. It is terrible. It's a popular one for some reason. 
It is. I hate it. Because people have no taste. And then, uh, of course, if I've missed any, whatever, you can go on the other episodes and find it, what I've missed this time. Uh, my favorite movie that I'll never miss, that'll come out of this list here for 1989 movies, is Ghostbusters 2. Thank you and good night. Oh, I know you love that. <laughs> I don't know if I have a favorite movie from that. I guess it's The Burbs. Um, but oh, yeah. Because I, I really do. Like, we're downplaying it it's extremely great. if people don't realize how much I love that movie. We um, talked about that movie for like, well, you talked about that movie like yesterday for like an hour. So, yeah. But, you know, I love it too. It's something, and I, we're probably going to watch it for my birthday this year, kids. We definitely should. We definitely should. If you're interested, that's probably what we're going to do. We haven't done it on Phantasm in six years. It's a really good one. We've always considered it, but we've never done it. Well, we do the real special stuff for just weird stuff, you know? We do. So. Yeah. Like we did meatballs right. for your birthday last year, didn't, didn't we? Yeah, no, we, we, did that did, just, we did that for Halloween. Okay, what did we do? Did we do Monster we did Squad? We did Monster no, Squad. That was, year, that was year before. I don't know what we did this year. What did we do for my birthday last year? I don't remember now. I'll look it up here in a minute. Anyway, here's some music for you guys. Um, I'll look it up while you're doing that. My favorite Black Sabbath record, Headless Cross. Uh, amazing tour. I love Tony Martin. It's very good. Giant, Last of the Runaways. It's an AOR band um, that I really like. Um, uh, and the Innocence from Don Henley. That's the Eagles drummer. If anybody didn't know that. Cocked and Loaded from L.A. Guns. The Sensual World from Kate Bush. I actually saw that tour. Nothing Face from Voivod. Uh, Rush Presto, which is the last good Rush album, in my opinion, that they ever put out. Uh, it was an amazing tour, too. Um, and arguably my favorite band of all time. Uh, the Miracle from Queen, which is an underrated Queen album. The mm-hmm. debut album from Skid Row, a band I've been trying to get on this podcast for a long time. Yep. Will they ever make it on here? Who knows? Probably not. <laughs> but I loved Skid Row. Find out next um, time. What's that? I said find out next time. Yeah, yeah, we don't, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Cult Sonic Temple. Um, Disintegration, which is my favorite album from The Cure. It's good stuff. Um, the Real Thing from uh, Faith No More, which is the first album to feature Mike Patton on vocals. Um, what else we got here? I've got all kinds of fun stuff for everybody. Uh, Beneath the Remains, a really great, amazing Sepultura record. Yes, sir. Uh, the Years of Decay, shout out to Dee Dee Bernie for doing the podcast. Uh, years of Decay from Overkill. Uh, Who Pins the Fire, it's a classic song. Blessing in Disguise, Metal Church, 1989, great album. Uh, Street Cleaner, Godflesh, amazing record. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gutter Ballet from Sabotage. Uh, Check out the doctor's uh, interview. Yeah, now he's not on that record, but yeah, check out my interview with Zach Stevens of right. Sabotage. Uh, Agent Orange from Sa- from Sodom. Uh, yeah. Extreme Aggression from Creator. Uh, World Downfall from Terrorizer. Uh, Conspiracy from King Diamond. Consuming Impulse from Pestilence. Realm of Chaos from Bolt Thrower. Uh, Handle with Care from Nuclear Assault. Severed Survival from Autopsy. Not a huge autopsy fan. Those guys are great people. Give them money. Go see them. Give them money. They're very nice to us. 
the last interview I did went fucking nuclear. So thank you. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, JP Lee's Badlands debut record with him and Eric Singer from everybody probably knows now from Kiss. Favorite Ozzy guitarist, uh, JP Lee. Uh, Louder Than Love, my favorite album from Soundgarden. That's right. You just heard me say that. That's a real thing. Wow. Uh, Liz, it is. It's my favorite record. I love that record. If they had stayed like that, I would have continued to be a fan. Uh, Master Disguise from Lizzie Borden. Uh, no More Color from Corner. Uh, Slip of the Tongue from White Snake. That's a, a departure record where John Sykes left and Steve Vai came in. And I saw that tour. It was quite good. Um, Perfect Symmetry from Fate's Warning, which is an amazing record. And it also features this old dude on the cover of it, which would later be in the Inner Sandman video from Metallica. Metallica would get credit for using that guy, even though Fate's Warning had been using him for years in front of that because they're a better band than Metallica ever thought about being. Correct. That's just my opinion, but that's just that's just uh, uh, Blue Murder, self-titled debut from John Sykes and company. It's an amazing record. I'm a huge fan. Prime Evil from Venom. Those boys have been on this podcast. Thank you. Uh, my favorite AOR record, hair band record probably ever made. Shout out to the beautiful city of New York for producing these gentlemen. Ted Poley and company from Danger Danger and their self-titled debut from 1989, which I goddamn love. Yes, sir. But wait, there's more. Call now. And we'll double your offer here at Phantasm. Uh, what did I miss here? We got some more goodies here. Uh, Symphonies of Sickness from Carcass. A lot of folks like that record. Um, what do we got here? Uh, Peel Sessions from Carcass, also the same year. If you guys are Carcass fans out there. Demo stuff. Uh, one of the most underrated bands on this planet. If Corey knows who they are, I'm going to shit. Is one of my favorite underrated progressive thrash bands, Forced Entry. Oh yeah, what a great band! Uncertain Future was dropped in 1989. Classic record, one of my favorites, and I still have the CD of that to this day. That was pressed way back when. Uh, Necro Lust from Vader. Um, in tune, but life goes on. Uh, I'm not really sure what the fuck that is. I'm not a big entombed guy, but just throwing that out there. Demo, maybe. Um, Mentally Murdered from Napalm Death. I don't know what that is either. Mm. I'm just throwing that out there for people. And then here's a really weird one. I wonder if this is their demo. Enfeebled Earth from Dark Tranquility, which I have never heard a track off of. Yeah, a lot of that sounds like demo day stuff. But wait, there's more. I'm waiting on one of them. Bear with me. Not done yet. And they just repeated the same sex scene over, like from like an hour ago. They're like, watch us make love again, again, again. Let's see here. Um... Fender Tremolo's watching you all fuck. Um, He's going to throw you and your wife and kid in a well. Uh, well, it ain't eating back to life because that doesn't come out until 90. Nope. 
And it's not it's not any death records because I've looked for them. So I'm not sure what you're waiting on from me. Um, feel free to throw it out there. You want hot in the shade from Kiss? There it is. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Now we can move on. Um, well, hold on, I'm not done yet. Um, <laughs> there's actually. I knew you were I saving gonna... that one anyway. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I was good. <clears throat> I really like that record. A lot of people don't like it. I think it's really good. I love that. <clears throat> um. There was one other thing I wanted to do. Fucking fine. It's the kiss patch I have on my vest. I don't wear anymore. Hot in the shade patch. Get Van Dam off of his cross. He's gonna get down there and get his revenge. Van Dam is going to spin kick off that cross. Um, He's like Jean Van Christ right now. He's in the damn crow's nest up there. This the is ship. just something that I wanted to do because <laughs> I've, been, me. I've been digging through a bunch of my stuff recently. Um, and I thought I would just share this with, with our fans. Um, where the hell is it at? This is being stupid. Van Damme's uh, motivated by his dead family to get off the cross. Ha! By the way, that RoboCop game uh, has been delayed, but they're rebuilding the engine on it, so it's going to be pretty badass. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait. <clears throat> I really can't wait for... I'm going to start a new segment today on this episode. Um, a little bit, a little bit more PG for Dr. West, but I hope you guys enjoy it. <clears throat> now, according to this in Christmas of 89, Nintendo's Game Boy was the most popular toy you could get your hands on. Oh yeah. Now, I can't say that for myself because I never liked Game Boy. I just wasn't a fan. So we're gonna we're gonna go over a couple of things from 1989. What about Fisher Price's bubble mower? What is it? Bubble. The bubble Fisher mower. Fisher Price's bubble mower. Funny story about that. Uh, Bubbly grass clippings is what yeah. you'll get. When you use this mower, toy with realistic controls, blows bubbles and makes a roaring sound when you push it. So when I worked at old Firehouse Subs, I uh, worked with this crackhead named Carl. And there's one, you know, he he would always come in there and like have like a whole fucking Crown Royal bag full of change and dump it and buy subs with it. And it pissed everyone off because it was too much change for our registers to count at the end of the night. That was before we he started working with us. Uh, I have an ad right right now. Okay. Um, and so once he started working there, and then he stopped working there, he came in one day, and mind you, he's a crackhead, and uh, he came in with one of those Fisher-Price bubble mowers into Firehouse and was and was driving it around like he's mowing our our floor. I don't know why he had it. He, I don't think he was even on crack at the time. I just, 
whenever I think of that, that's who I think of because he. It was weird seeing like a grown ass fifty something year old man carrying around a, a Fisher Price bubble mower inside of a sub shop. I can't even touch that. I'm just going to continue because that's so fucked up. Yeah, it's bizarre. But anyway, and it was it was still fully functioning. You know, it was like blah, 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 blah. it was doing the little bubble mower. So. But yeah, that's a fun story. That's really, really weird. Uh, <laughs> Mickey bath toy, magical color change bath toy, put squeaky baby Mickey. Is yours back on yet? Nope. Okay. Just FYI, I'm at 106 on the money. Okay. Because I had an ad too and I paused it. Okay. Yeah, I'm at 106 too once it unpauses, so it should just go straight to it. Uh, well, I need you need to tell me because I've got mine paused. All right, it's coming. Yet. We're at BetterHelp.com. And now it's Charles Barkley, who's the biggest hack in the NBA. It's almost over. Call 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a problem with FanDuel. Especially if you're 22-year-old shits at a game where you're like neither team, you're just using sports betting apps on your phone and annoying the piss out of Corey. Folks, I'll tell you one thing. I know a lot of people that do this fan betting shit. I'm over it. It's a stupid culture. I hope everyone loses their money. Because everyone thinks they're a fucking Wall Street fucking stockbroker these days my age. I'm so sick of it. Let me know when we're doing so I can... Uh, right now. Should be... Per- the forest. Perfect, yep. Okay. 106.01 The Forest. One of my Genesis favorites. 16 bit technology lets you play games that look and play and sound exactly like the arcade. Probably my favorite <clears> system of all time. It was a great system. Uh, I was not a Nintendo kid. I was definitely Sega was my a favorite. Sega kid. Now, <clears throat> Corey had not been hatched in 1989, but if he had, he would have had this. <laughs> Choose from the Ecto goggles to Ecto popper, Neutrono blaster, and Ghost trap. Or get all of the above. You know which what? includes the backpack straps, ghost blaster, soft foam wand, power cord PKE meter, and rotating antenna, Ghostbusters armband, label sheet, Ghostbusters ID. This is the Ghostbusters activity set. It was $21.89. Yep, and I had it. Because you figure I was born uh, a year later. I had that when I was like two or three years old. And I still have got, the popper. But wait, there's more. <laughs> it's like a little rolly popper. I still have that thing for when I was the real kid. Ghostbusters tabletop pinball. Don't never had that. We weren't Ghostbusters that. tabletop electronic pinball gives you flippers, bumpers, exciting lots and sounds from all your Ghostbuster characters from the real Ghostbusters. Amazing. Uh, Double Dare the game from Nickelodeon. Answer awesome. questions or take the physical challenges, just like the Nickelodeon television show. Includes the unique stunt and, stunt and props kit. Disney Snow Cone Castle. The Disney Snow Cone <laughs> Castle lets you serve wonderfully tasty frozen treats. Syrup bottle, one plastic cup, and instruction book are included for all ages three and up. A a car bed retail price four hundred dollars. Never was when cool it's time enough. to gear down. When it's time to gear down for the night, imagine the fun of having to hop in your sporty car to go to Dreamland. All <laughs> prices are excuse me. All pieces are solidly built. And durable model model plastic. Each has thick floor hugging uh, urethane foam to cover all your kids' pee. Ha. 
and that is all for we're recapping some hot hits from 1989 in the toys, which is I've never done. Before. Why did I do it tonight? No fucking clue. Yeah, I like that one. That's a lot of nostalgia there. Yeah, I'll start revisiting stuff besides porn. Yeah, you know, you can only do so much porn. I can't, but when you're a chronic <laughs> masturbator that <clears throat> is agoraphobic, you know, you do what you can. <laughs> but I wanted to share a story that happened to me today with everybody. Was this a masturbation story? No. Okay, good. I was at my therapist, and they were handing out. I noticed this, and I, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" They were handing out. It was. It was said, "Please take one." Okay. <clears throat> and it was this goddamn sticker. Now, mind you, I'm at a <clears throat> therapy session. They do not prescribe drugs, but they're there to help rape victims, which is a very serious thing. Right. They're also there to help people with depression, bipolar, multiple personality, et cetera, et cetera, schizophrenia, et cetera, PTSD, which is why I'm there, um, and so on. And there's literally these stickers at the front of the check-in desk with a martini glass on it. Okay. And it was some kind of safe bar campaign. That way you don't get roofied and raped. Wow. But I still thought it was fun. And that's great, except for the fact that you're promoting people to go to a bar and get loaded yeah. at a recovery at a recovery center. <laughs> <clears throat> but wait, there's more. I took some of the stickers and I will give you one whenever I see you. Hell yeah. Because I thought of you because it had a martini on it, even though it's about <laughs> promoting bars that don't date rape people. But I thought it was weird they were promoting alcohol in a recovery unit. Yeah, it is. It is pretty. Uh, you know. Am I wrong or is that fucked up? Oh uh, yeah, it's like maybe wrong audience. You know. I mean, look. I think it's great that they're promoting bars where people don't get raped, but I think it's fucked up that you were promoting a bar at a recovery clinic. Sure. Yeah. It would be like my skin doctor telling me to go. Oh, are you allergic to fuck? Here's here. Have some fucking Chick Fil A and some fucking uh, hospital food from fucking Panera. Ugh. That way you can have your peanut oil and break out in hops. You know what I mean? <laughs> it just, it, it just, it just, I, it struck me as funny because it's like, why are you promoting bars at a recovery center? Yeah. Now again, not to confuse anybody listening, this is not a, <clears throat> this is not an alcohol recovery thing, but it is a, you know, treating people with depression, PTSD, victims of of rape and molestation. It's a very serious thing, but. I thought it was really weird that they were partnered up with a fucking bar. Am I wrong or is that fucking weird? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty weird. <laughs> hey, we'll see you next week. Go get loaded at the bar. They won't roofie you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just thought it was fucking weird. But maybe maybe I'm just weird. This must be where he took out his eye. Yeah. Or is he, is, yeah, that's who he's fighting, I think. No, I think it was D. Snyder. Oh, is he beating the shit out of D. Snyder? That's what it looks like. Or that's Dance Magic Dance, maybe. No, that's that's definitely him. That's uh, D. Snyder. He just exploded, too. Yeah, he did. He's had some fucking 
Snyder <clears throat> Snyder Goop. Oh wow, he just threw his chainmail off. He's worn that chainmail the whole time. It's about to get fucked up. But no, it just it I just thought it was I just thought it was kind of disturbing that, you know. My therapist office was promoting safe bars. <laughs> I just thought it was weird. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm insane, but I just thought it was really, really bizarre. Yeah, I'll tell you something else I don't understand. And again, if our listeners have these, whatever, I don't care. I still don't honestly know what this means. What is up with all these like white redneck people driving around with this like damaged American flag on their like car? I don't know, but isn't that like a federal offense? Or is it the actual act of ripping it? No, it's the actual act of destroying it. I I thought if you have like a ripped up flag. Is that some kind of like militia (laughs) symbol, that, that, that flag with the cross in it? Have you seen this shit? Um, probably if you, if show you walk me, through your me. work parking lot, you probably will see about 30 of them. <laughs> I, I mean, it's the truth. Yeah. I see it all the time. I'm like, what is that? It's some kind of like secret society militia thing or something. I don't know. Phantasm does not endorse or promote any of that, though. So yeah. If you're part of some kind of weird, you know, government overtaking thing we don't condone or endorse that so you know if you're part of that and listen to us great it's a free country what you're doing probably is not legal but hey whatever listen to us and you like our stuff thank you you're part of a militia just don't let us know about it you know that that is definitely him though from fucking point break It, it, it i know it is it is that's what I was saying earlier he's, with him. He's fucking, he's fucking scary looking at us, too. He is. He's a world champion surfer. He used to be during this time he was. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. He's a big dude. He is. He's a big He's a big Hawaiian, New Zealand mofo. He's a big mother. Very cool. Somebody I would get. If, if we did a Phantasm convention, he'd be definitely one of the top of the list oh people. yeah you kidding me definitely love to have him we'd have to have him though this guy's great man but like i said this this movie a lot of people don't realize this i don't know how this thing did theatrically but on on videotape when i was growing up this thing made a lot of money yeah oh shit he just killed dick sucking leops he did God, he looks like a fucking... You know what he should have been in? Because this is the right time frame for this. He should have been in fucking Lost Boys, man. Oh, yeah, he would have been great. I mean, goddamn, he's he is scary looking. Look at him. Because exactly. Van Damme is not a big dude. I mean, yeah. Van Damme's a big dude, but he's not a large man. That guy's a big motherfucker. Yeah, he is. Oh. You know what's really funny, too, after looking at this? I think that fucking uh, wrestler I like on WWE, I think he took his look. Oh, Damien Priest, yeah. Does he not look like Yeah, he does. Vincent Cleon or Cleon or Cleon. Cleon. It's fucking crazy, man. However it's pronounced, I apologize. And if he didn't, he needs to go watch this because he totally sold this. Yeah. Come out there with the 
Man, he's a big motherfucker. God. Yes, he is. That's those contacts they were talking about. He's got. Oh, they're great. He's great. This this movie's great. You know. <clears throat> Oof. Ooh. It's a pretty good fight scene as well. Now, I haven't seen them fighting each other with swords yet. Yeah. Did he hurt him earlier in the movie? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, because that said a sword fighting scene. Well, he's because he's dead now. Yeah. So that must have been at the beginning. I never noticed it. I, I guess know. I was running my running my mouth like I usually do on here. That's what we do. <laughs> well, it is a podcast. Yep, we're we're talking. People don't want to just listen to us breathe. That's right. <clears throat> Although you can call one eight hundred Phantasm if you want to hear uh, Corey or I breathe on our OnlyFans. Yeah. Yeah, you can call the number toll free. Yeah, and you and you you may hear us come. Corey might hear us pee. Yeah, Corey might hear us come and then pee. Sometimes you might hear. Yeah, you'll hear the the pre the pre come beer pee, and then you'll hear the post come beer come pee. Oh, God, that's only from Corey because yeah. alcohol and Doctor West Wiener do not combine. So the you'll know the difference between the peas because the the post come beer pee is very is very sporadic and doesn't have a normal stream at first. It's going through only at CoreyGorechrist.com. It's kind of spraying like a fire hydrant until it forms a stream. Goodness, that's funny. And then it finally does the the straight stream, but at first it's wait. Kind of, maybe we're still gonna get a sword fight, so he's still going. Yeah. I haven't watched this movie in probably three years. I don't remember the last time I saw this movie, to be honest. When we we watched it a long time ago, like a, like my old house, we watched this. No, we we know we watched it at your fucking brother's apartment when oh, yeah, he fucking right. went to bed. I thought, we, well, maybe I've watched it at my old house. That's the last time I watched it. You may have, yes. But I'm telling you, you and I definitely watched this at his house. Yeah. Boom. Like seven, year, seven years ago or something. He just got the, the Texas Chainsaw. This, came, this was a generic MGM Blu-ray until Scream put this out. Yeah. Yeah, he just got the Texas Chainsaw. Yes, he did. He got hooked. Hooked on phonics. Get hooked on Van Damme. Get yep. hooked on cocaine. That's right, yeah. <laughs> After that. <laughs> yep, he got hooked on... Van Damme, that cocaine. Yeah, he got hooked on phonics, and Jean-Claude Van Damme got hooked on cocaine. Yep. Cocaine's powerful drug. No, nope. powerful stuff. But what I'm trying to figure out here, for real, is where the sword fight scene was. It had to have been way earlier, and I just missed it. I guess if it was a sword fighting scene, that's what it said. But maybe, maybe, it, maybe it was taken <coughs> out of the film. I would think so. Well, it says on here. I mean, of course, you know, they wouldn't show where it actually happened. Yeah, it yeah, says during a, a sword fight scene. So maybe they didn't keep it in the movie. Because there's no sword fight scene, to my knowledge, that I've seen. And, I, you know, you and I have both have been paying pretty good amount of attention. At least I have, and I didn't see any fucking swords. You know, maybe, like, very briefly, but I wouldn't call it a sword fight. You know what I mean? Right. So, who knows? 
Either way, it happened. I don't remember Dick sucking wheels dying, but I guess she does. But I didn't remember that. Well, she gets she, dead. He, he gets back with his old lover. He had to ditch that one. Like I said, I haven't watched this in a long time, and the last time I watched it, I probably was drunk and blacked out during yeah. it. Well, yeah, this is a good movie for that. It's a good comfort movie. Just put it on, drink some beers. It's fun. I mean, we definitely did, and then your brother tucked himself in. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, man, I've got to go take a shit. It's like, why are you taking a shit in your bedroom? (laughs) It's like, live it up, man. Rock and roll. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I'm just about to drop this turd in my room. All right, I've got to go to bed. I'm tired. (laughs) Oh. He emptied his kosher sack and and went to bed. Yep. You know, after he had a neck out of his bush lot. Man, I'm fucking tired, man. Y'all want a donut or some ice cream? <laughs> hey, man, I, I, I ordered... Oh, man, cool, you got Little Caesars? No, man, I got them fucking Reese's Peanut Butter Bites, man. You want some? <laughs> <laughs> I got two large pizzas. Damn, where'd they all go, man? <laughs> now, that that actually probably was this same outing because we destroyed that, whatever that... that that spinach pizza yeah, or whatever. Spinach pizza. Yeah, that was gone. We each took like a half of a large pizza and just ate it. <laughs> no, I think we ate the whole thing. That's what I'm saying. We each got a half to ourselves. Yeah, or a free phantasm dinner. They came out, he's like, God damn, well, I'm going to bed. Like, well, you were in the bathroom for like 45 minutes. God, that ending just makes no sense. It's so weird, but I love it. That's good shit. Golden Glue Bus Production. Oh, uh, yep. final thoughts? I love this movie. It's a comfort oh, movie. Oh, wow. The second one's on here. It is. That's fucking cool. Um, yeah. Tubi is officially now the Albert Poohan Network. It is. That and the Richard Band Network. Um, but it's, it's, or uh, Charles Band, sorry. Uh, love the movie. Always have. Never gets old. It's fun. Comfort movie for me. Loved watching it when I was younger. Love watching it now. Hasn't changed. Hasn't aged. It's just a good time. So that's my that's my two cents. Oh, I love man. I, I'm a huge Van Damme fan. Oh yeah. Uh, Kino Lobers put out Hard Target, which I own in 4K, but they're supposed to be putting out um, Sudden Death in 4K. Hell yeah which I'm very excited about because I'm a huge fucking fan of that. Um, but yeah, very cool stuff. Great movie. Uh, you guys watch it. I mean, if you like old school Van Damme stuff, I don't see any reason why people wouldn't like that movie. I love it myself. Yeah, just any, any B movie post-apocalyptic, you know, theme B movie. I mean, you can't really ask for much more than Cyborg. It's it's at the top of the post-apocalyptic B movie list. Like it's top shelf for that kind of that kind of thing. So definitely, if you're into that stuff, if you even remotely like Mad Max and and even fucking the original Judge Dredd movie. I mean sh- shit like that. Just go watch this. It's kind of the same thing. So it's a lot of fun. Low budget, gory, martial arts, good shit. 
it, it's just fun. And, and like I said, rest in peace, Albert Poulin. I love this movie. Uh, he's just a lot of, a lot of fun to, to watch this movie. A lot of good memories. And it just, it just surpassed being 34 years old this month. This movie came out, this movie came out April 7th of 1989. So it just hit its 34 year mark as we're watching this, uh, you know, a little bit after. Yeah, it is good. Really is. I don't know. I don't know what made me think, Hey, I should watch this, but it just, it just felt right. You know, it's fun. It's kind of when we did steel dawn. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The post apocalyptic stuff is definitely in our wheelhouse. We did Death know, Race too. I mean, we've done a bunch of it. So, oh, we've watched. Yeah, it fits our thing. And uh, I mean, we did Boss Four, which is not our demographic, but I love it. So it's you know, there's always hey, you gotta have some fun once in a while. There's always there's always some good stuff out there, but that's right. But yeah, I I like the movie. Um, I think. And again, I could be wrong about this, but I, I personally think it's it's a complete nostalgia vehicle for me. But I but I love it, and it's good nostalgia. It's not bad nostalgia. It's it's fun. Absolutely. You know? So yeah, I agree. I like it a whole lot, but highly will recommended. Our, will our will our listeners like it? I don't know. You know, do you like Van Damme? You probably will like it. Yeah, or post apocalyptic cheese, or you know, just like late eighties. B movies anyway. It's just one of the good ones. Whatever you're into, you know, it's one enjoyable. of the good ones. You know, if you listen to us, you probably like it. So, yeah, we thank you all for listening. Hopefully, for watching with us too. Uh, always encourage people to to view this with us. We always almost almost always use Tubi, which is a free streaming app. So if you don't have this physical you know, physically. There's a free way to watch it, as we do. A lot of the movies we do, we watch on here. So you don't even have to make an account. You can just, you know. Yeah, you just go in. I don't even know why they want you to make an account. I can't really have I have one because I have, like, a list of stuff that I have on here that I make, like a, a favorites list. You, can, I think you can do that on the free app, on the free one, too, like on the on the free one. On one without an actual, uh, like, you can just have, like, a whatever account, but... Uh, I have one so I can make a list of shit to watch because um, I usually keep most of the things on here. They very rarely change things out. When they do, they leave a lot of the good shit there. Um, so, yeah, I'm encouraged to, to follow along as we do it. it. We jump around. We have ads probably not synced up when you do, so it's a little difficult when you listen to us sometimes. Um, but, yeah, we, we appreciate it very much. Check out our new Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Phantasm Podcast now. So if you are formally a uh, follower or liked our page, please go and like it again and uh, check out Godless Heathens as well. Go find that on YouTube and on Spotify and everywhere else that you stream podcasts. And of course, follow our podcast if you don't already, if you're just checking us out. Thank you so much for doing that. And follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter as well. We're on everything. We're out there and uh, we appreciate your love and support and keep doing it. And, uh, we will uh, leave you with that. So thank you so much. And as always, stay fucking gory. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Hey, this is Dr. West. You can suck my dick.